0: Welcome to Leadership Reimagined, episode 22, with my guest, William C. Randolph, the CEO of Think Acquisition. During each episode of Leadership Reimagined, we take a look at leadership from the vantage point of what it's going to take for leaders to lead their organizations forward into a new future. I'm Dr. Jane Levis, your host. If you're looking to reimagine your leadership, I would love to help you and your team. Go to reimagineyourleadership.com and I'll call you. We'll have fun and expand your business at the same time. I know, shouldn't it be fun? If it's not, why are you doing it? Welcome, William. Today I have William C. Randolph. And he's the CEO of Think Acquisition. They're an independent consulting, training, and development firm focused on increasing the individual effectiveness of participants, both public and private sector, in the areas of business, leadership, program management, and acquisition. William is also focused on, I loved this, spreading the gospel about the opportunities in government contracting as a career and entrepreneurial venture. A little bit of background about William. He joined the military in 1988, right out of high school and served a bit over five years in the United States Navy. Thank you for your service. Thank you. After an honorable discharge in 1993, With GI Bill in hand, he went to college, graduated in 1995 and started a career in the federal government acquisition and procurement. After reaching the highest executive levels in government while executing and managing billions of dollars in federal spend, William retired early at 46 to follow his desire to own his own company. In April of 2019, he founded Think Acquisition. So, welcome, William. I am thrilled to have you here to talk about leadership.
1: Thank you so very much, Dr. Lavas. Really appreciate it.
0: So, one of the things that that you said that you that's an area of interest for you. Is leadership in this changing environment? Talk about a major changing environment, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It is just constantly changing. You know, ch- change was already the the one constant, and it seemed like it's just been ramped up um, and put and put into hyperdrive. One of my colleagues said um, in a in a in a in an open forum that we were working with together that we have evolved ten years. In 10 weeks, you know, so when you think about that in the context of, you know, that all of the things that we're leaning into now, we would have eventually gotten gotten there in a decade. Yeah, but we but we literally had to do it in about two and a half months.
0: Right, right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I was I was talking with with um, a colleague about that exact same thing. They had a They had like a two year plan. And they needed to pivot and crunch it down to about three months, four months. And really, so what it really made them, and this, and, and, you know, tell me if this is what you're seeing too. They really had to say, decide what was critical.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes, I have, I have, you know, some of my coaching clients, I tell them, you know, early in the pandemic shutdown and then then the the associated response to fall out of love quickly with the good old days of 2019, okay? And then become totally infatuated with what's going to be in 2021. And then do that right now in terms of what's critical, what's necessary, the things that are necessary to keep things afloat, keep things moving, go do those things right now.
0: That is such perfect advice. Because there's, there is no time to spend on last year.
1: It really isn't. If it really if isn't. You had,
0: if you had things in the pipeline that have dropped off, it's like let them go. Absolutely. You know what do you and and as you're seeing, it's it's like creating that future today.
1: Today, yes, yes. You know, even even when you think about, you know, I I think about often my business model, my original business model was to stand in front of 30 or 40 of my closest strangers and talk to them for two days in a classroom. Mm -hmm. And that model died in January and February of 2020. You know, that just won't, you know, at some point, maybe in the future, the pendulum will swing back. But right now that model is dead. So, uh, you know, we had to go into the lab quickly and reconstitute our business, rethink about what it will look like six months from now and then dive into that immediately. And thankfully, you know, we weren't so wedded to the yesteryear, to the model of yesterday that we could actually think about and adapt to what the future, and it feels like we're actually ahead of it now.
0: Mm -hmm. So when you're talking to your clients and talking about thinking about the future, focusing on the future, being able to pivot. And, and this is right now, this is an ongoing pivot because we thought, Oh, come fall, we're going to be out of it. Well, we're past fall. We're, we're getting ready to go into winter and, and we're not out of it. So what are you sharing with your clients on how do you, how do you create that new future? I mean, there, there are some people that can just do it. It's like, oh, they have this magic touch. And there's ways to create a future through conversations, too.
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, so I, I use two approaches. I use two approaches. The first is basically a customer-centered approach. You know, So I, I always tell my clients, go talk to your client. Go talk to your customers. Okay, in some fashion, interact with them. They'll tell you where their pain points are right now. You know, because they're living with them daily. Okay, so on some level, have a barometer of what your clients are feeling. We're in. You know, I, I often use the the analogy of Tylenol versus vitamins. We're really in a Tylenol env- environment right now. People have pains. So if you can envision better futures for them, they're willing to, they're willing, they're willing to buy the Tylenol. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they are willing to buy the Tylenol in lieu of trying to sell vitamins, which is aspirational. We hope you'll feel better. We think they'll work, you know, but focusing on Tylenol is really, um, you know, kind of strategy number one is going to your clients and asking where it hurts.
0: And what, what a concept. Yes. Ask somebody what they need.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty novel concept. <laughs> the second is I'd like to play George Jetson. What I, used to call, what I call George Jetson is thinking about the future. Go three or four more years into the future. And what could it be? You know, not just reactionary for today. We know we have to react for today. But if you react today and evolve for five years, what does that look like? Mm. Go build that, go build that, you know, from a, from a response, from a customer perspective, from a customer response, customer experience perspective, let's, let's go play George Jetson and go, go five years, go 10 years into the future, you know, and and, and in our minds, we're capable of unlocking that. If we just stop and take the time and ask the question. So uh, what, what will it look like five years from now? What will it look like 10 years from now? And that's one of the things that we've done, um, and that and, and i think that unlocks some value tomorrow instead of you know kind of wrestling with okay what's happening today
0: right and it keeps it it helps you position tomorrow vision longer term so cuz otherwise you you're going to stay in reaction
1: Yes. Yes. You keep doing that. You keep doing the daily battle. It's just like, I'm fighting tomorrow. I'm fighting tomorrow. And every, as soon as you get to tomorrow, I'm fighting the next tomorrow. You have to go leap. You have to do, you have to do the leap. You have to go ahead uh, and bring those ideas, cultivate those ideas and bring them back.
0: Right. Yeah. And what are you seeing that some of your cli- some of your clients, clients challenges that that you're supporting your clients in then working through,
1: I think the greatest is just proximity. Surprisingly, physical proximity is the one that, that we're just so accustomed to being close to our customers and being able to engage and sit down and have a conversation face to face that the physical proximity is really challenging some people. Um, so I'm just encouraging them to embrace the platforms, whatever the platform is, whether it's Zoom, you know, I have some some clients that have D- Department of Defense clients and the D- Department of Defense is not a fan of Zoom. So they use something else like whatever the thing is, embrace it. And, it's, and instead of just being embracing it and being, reaction, being re- reactionary to it, go build content on it okay, mm-hmm. and invite people in. OK, mm-hmm. so so you get past the uh, being a reactionary. And you actually be, become proactive in the space. So build, build that, build those, build those muscles, if you will. Yeah. You know those muscles of using the platforms. Uh, the second thing that I, I I'm, I'm often telling my clients is, you have to replicate the the way we used to interact with people before. We used to have conferences and expos, and we had ways of getting in front of and getting connected with our with our clients, especially in the government contracting space, mm-hmm. we have to replicate those in some fashion. You have to find you you have to find your tribe. Okay, and that's kind of number three: is go find where your tribe is residing online. They're somewhere. They're congregating. They're congregating somewhere. It could be in associations. It could be in LinkedIn. It could be in LinkedIn groups. It could even be on Facebook or somewhere else. But somewhere, people that are interested in the goods and services you are providing. And in the thought leadership in the space that you're thinking about, they reside somewhere. You have to go find them, go find that tribe, and go live with them in the tent. And -hmm. then you will also then hear their pains, their aspirations. And then if you're in the business of selling Tylenol or vitamins, you you can actually hear the demand signals real time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because the, the reality is no business is a total end of the line. Every business is a consumer and a sales organization. Yes. Yes. So, so, you know, sometimes it's almost like, well, we're having these conversations for the sale. No, it's the whole, the structure. If, if there is somebody that does not have a problem, you have no business being in business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 that's true. You know, I, I think, you know, as I, was, as I was thinking about today and kind of running some things into my head, I, was, I, I think I, sh- I shared with you earlier that I've had to learn something new literally every week, okay, as a business owner, mm-hmm. okay? And, and I was very confident, you know, having spent 26 years in federal government Um, in 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 one career field you know and and I was very confident in my knowledge and understanding and appreciation of that space and as soon as you go just to the other side of the table still in the space but on the other side of the table I had to learn how to do payroll I was like how do you do payroll (laughs) you know so it's like it, it was immediate it was immediacy of You go to the other side of the table and now I'm learning. So on the other side, I was the, I was the gray beard guy. I was the old guy that had all the answers. And on the other side it's like, I'm figuring it out. I'm muddling through, you know, you know, but I'm learning to rely on expertise to go. Even in that space, you go find experts, you go find expertise. Because you
0: have a pain point.
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: So it's like, it's, it, somebody should be talking to you about your pain point because there are other yous out in the world and you're talking to the people that want your services about their pain points. So everybody's got. Everybody that. has needs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everybody has needs. And I think the day you stop having needs is, just, is kind of the day your business dies, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the day your clients. Your customers don't have needs. Yes. You know, I, I remember years ago um, talking to somebody and, and doing some, you know, contract and consulting work and stuff. And they say, "Ah, oh, this company is so full of problems. I said, yeah, we got lots of work here. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't have problems.
1: Yes, it's opportunity.
0: Right. They wouldn't need me. Sometimes, sometimes the challenge is people don't want to admit that they have problems. So it's a, it's, you know, it's helping them see their challenges as, as just a space that, that there's something that they need so they can, so that they can move forward. You know, it's just a little bit of a block and then you can move forward.
1: You know, and one of the things I've observed is people know they have problems, but not sure that there are others that can help them. You know, that you that you you also have to re- relay and show and demonstrate that there is some level of subject matter expertise in the place where they're having pain. You know, they have a pebble in their shoe. And it's like, I know how to remove pebbles. It is like, it's like, some people just like, oh, I got to stick with, I, I just got to figure out how to live with my pebble in my shoe. And I'm suggesting that no, there are there are ways out there but you have to actually encourage some business owners especially entrepreneur you know kind of the, the entrepreneurial type that are creating something out of nothing they're just go figure it out you know right. but when they, could, they could actually learn a lot faster and get and get past the pain a lot quicker by by realizing that there are subject matter experts that can help them
0: yes and when you bring someone have someone a subject matter expert or somebody come and help you it doesn't just free that time up. It frees all that energy that you spend yes. dealing with that thing <laughs> right. that you, right. you you don't want to deal with.
1: Yes. Yes. Agreed. I had to I had to learn that personally because I am one of those types that will just figure it out. It's like, "Oh, I'll just figure it out." Um, but what I figured out, what I, but what I learned really quickly is the the thing that took me 2 weeks to figure out someone could have done in 2 hours. Right. And I could have had those 2 hours, I could have had those 2 weeks to go do the thing that I'm good at.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And and there's leaders at every level in all sizes of organizations that that it's like either are afraid to let somebody know that they can't handle everything or they like handling everything. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are those of us that I like figuring things out. You know, it's just kind of exactly. what I do.
1: Yeah. Nothing uh, will beat me. You know, Yeah, yeah <laughs> <So>.
0: exactly. <laughs> and one, there are, there are people out there that, like you said, but took you two weeks. They can do in two days. And that's what they love doing. Yes. And that's, they're they're a genius at that, whereas you're just good at it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Or I could just muddle through. Not even good. I won't even claim to be good. But it's (laughs) like, okay, I just wrestled the alligator and won. But I'm not good at it. Okay. I barely survived, (laughs) but the the alligator is tied up, you know? Um, So, yeah, it it happens all the time. One of the the tools that I use in my practice, uh, in my coaching practice, is the disc assessment. And they are, those disc assessments Disc assessments are really good at giving self-awareness clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, these, this is how I process information in my environment. Okay, so if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a people person, then I'm not really inclined to be task oriented. You know, I solve problems through people. So if you give me a whole bunch of tasks to do, I'm not going to be happy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, I'll muddle through it and I'll deal with it but I won't be happy. But guess what? In the 7.7 billion people on the planet, there's probably a task person in there somewhere <laughs> that that's their superpower. Yep. You know that That's their superpower. So let people play to their strength. That's, I think that's a huge, one of the things that I think have been, been a, a attribute to my career and successes is that, that even when, even when I'm, you know, get stubborn and I'll f- go figure it out. It takes me a little while. And then I was like, okay, there's someone that has a strength in this that, that I can go back to the thing that I'm good at and let them have it.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's a real technique, a, ta- a talent almost for leaders. That's yeah. so important because leadership. And I think this in, in, over the last few years I've seen spaces where we've spaces where we've gotten away from it and spaces where we're actually re engaging with it is that leadership is about enabling everyone to do their job. Agreed. You know, yeah. I
1: it's 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 not being a jack of all trades.
0: Right. Yeah, and I, I
1: have I have learned that I have learned that in my career. Uh, you know, I, I call it being an octopus. It's like there's no value in having eight arms, you know, from a stand from a standpoint of trying to do everything, uh, primarily because there's not enough hours in the day for you to do it all right. You've got you've got to trust people. And that trust is the foundation that kind of trust is a foundational, uh, you know, building block, if you will, to effective leadership, in my opinion, that mm-hmm. if you've got some trust, if you've built some trust, then the leadership. Uh, not necessarily comes natural, but it's it's a it's a fertile environment for right. for effective leadership to occur when there's uh, when trust has been built.
0: That's that's really great. I love that because because leadership is about taking something someplace, whether it's a company, a product, a group of people. It's about, you know, here I've got a vision yes let's go and getting everything out of the way if you go you, you can go do it by yourself that's not leadership
1: correct yeah, agreed yeah i I love your language around that. Uh, I often talk about artist renderings when you when you see big construction and building projects, the very first thing they do is get the idea out of their heads and they draw artist rendering of. Where's the building going to be? The sidewalks, the lighting, the shrubs, how are people going to walk around? Where's the traffic patterns going to be? It's an artist rendering. No one takes the artist rendering and starts building the building with it. That's called blueprints. Okay? <laughs> you know. But but what you want to do, what the artist rendering does, is allow people to coalesce around the idea. And it says, ah, this is actually something we can do. It is value in it, it's worth mm-hmm. It's worth I following. I can see it. I can see it. And then we can go start doing the activity to go build a building, build the sidewalks, put in the lighting, watch, you know, design a traffic pattern. But that very first piece is getting it out of our heads and building the artist rendering.
0: Yeah. I, that is so powerful. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I used to say, I'm going to steal that from you. But I don't say that anymore because <laughs> well, you still get to have it. You know?
1: right. right. You still That's get right. to have
0: it. And and yeah, and now I can expand on that and take because that because think about they and especially in the construction world and and when they're like doing say a new town center mm-hmm. or a, a new apartment complex. Yeah they they do these great artist rendering right. and they show them to everyone body that's right they want everyone to be able to see it and enrolled in it and yes. visualize that picture of what the future's gonna look like yes
1: and dr lovers i think the piece you you what you what you're hitting on is not only can they see it but they can see themselves in it yeah. that's the match. Yes. that's the, magic. That's
0: the and
1: that's the magic
0: that think about doing that think about you're you're a leader at any level and the ceo of a company when you can create that kind of vision for your people yes think what's going to happen
1: that's that's big time clarity yeah. You know, because again, no one goes and builds the building by the artist renderings. No one wires the building, puts in the street, you know, puts no, in the got- lights, does the roads. No one does any of that by the artist rendering. All the artist renderings' does purpose is is to coalesce the vision. Yeah. Like, let's get it as clear as possible. I've even seen the second level is they build a scale model.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's like, oh, I can yeah. really I can walk around in this thing before it 's even I can yeah. see myself walking around and interacting with the idea before it 's even built, yeah so when you take those two concepts, the artist rendering and the scale model that says okay we 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 want to go do something we want to be a we want to go lead a, you know a, a group of people uh, or on a project on a course of action, think about building the Artist rendering in the scale model as a, as symbolic activities right. for coalesce, coalescing around the vision.
0: Yeah, wow! I just I got something major out of that today. I,
1: like... <laughs> oh, good! I'm <laughs> glad. I'm glad. I keep it really simple. I, I I don't know if I told you or not, but I was I was born on a 100 acre tobacco farm in Virginia. Okay, and oh. I was raised on a on a tobacco farm. So uh, I, I'm a country boy at heart. And, and and as a result of that, I keep things really simple. What I found out that the, the simpler, the better. Uh, and oftentimes you can use great, you can use metaphors of, of, and examples of what's, what things people are, people are normally and already associated with to, to describe and articulate very complex concepts. Uh, so the artist rendering is one of those that's like everybody knows what the artist rendering is. Like, right. yeah, all it's, we're going to do is we're going to build the artist rendering.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I was just, I read an article last last week on, on how to learn something. And, you know, quickly and so that you really, you can share it and you can, Keep it. You know, you really can own that learning. And that's exactly what it was, was take it to its simplest. Be able to to share it with like a seven, eight, nine year old that that has vocabulary. Sure. And can talk, you know, and can have a real conversation, but they don't have jargon.
1: Right, <laughs> right, yeah.
0: We want to. We want to talk and teach, oftentimes, and learn in jargon.
1: Absolutely. And and, and then can. the the host of acronyms. There's like, yeah. look, let's just keep it simple. Keep, it, keep simple. it simple.
0: So yeah, this has been this has been great. Well, I can't I can't believe our time's coming to an end already. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you, Doctor Lovis. I really appreciate the opportunity. This has been fun. Oh. Any, any time we have an opportunity to talk about uh, leadership, growth, development, you know, and um, and making big things happen with, with with small ideas, making big things happen, I, I'm in.
0: Yeah, thank you. This has been great. It's like, and is there any last piece that you want to leave anyone with, everyone with?
1: I, I think the probably the, the, the only thing that I would like to leave with about leadership is that it's a spectator sport. Okay. Just when you think no one's watching, there are a couple of people watching. Okay. Whoa. So people are people are looking at how you lead, whether it's one person or a hundred. People are watching. And not only are they watching, they have their scorecard out and they're keeping they're keeping track of the score. Okay. So What you want to do is focus on consistency. Okay. That's, that's my belief is that when people are watching the game, they want to make sure that it's being refed the same way on both sides of the field. So consistency matters. So if, if it's, Whatever the answer is on Tuesday is the same answer that's in the same environment, the same situation on Thursday and Friday. So consistency is a true key of, in my, in my opinion, leadership reimagined.
0: That, that, that is really powerful because it's consistency and it's because it's you saying, and then you acting. Yes. That's say, so you're, consistent with what you say and what you do and who you are and
1: and over time
0: and over time
1: that's the that's the i think that's the the critical piece it's not it not depends on who's in the room or what's going on in the environment it's like we're gonna if we're gonna lead we're gonna lead all the time we're gonna be consistent we're gonna be integrity based honesty based trust based You know, high levels of communication, all those things, in my opinion, lead to effective leadership.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's really great. Thank you. Well, thank you, William. This has been so much fun. I love these conversations.
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. I had opportunity to to, to listen to quite a few of your uh, previous uh, episodes, and I am hopeful that uh, this meets the mark uh, going forward.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for joining us this week on Leadership Reimagined. Now is the time to reimagine your leadership. Take a minute and go to reimagineyourleadership.com and I'll call you. We'll have powerful conversations. You'll take action. Yes, there are always actions to take. Your business will expand, and I guarantee you'll have fun at the same time. I know. Shouldn't it be fun? If it's not fun, why are you doing it?